Last month was very eventful. It was full of unexpected circumstances. Our plans as a family had changed several times during the month due to those unexpected circumstances. So last month was very eventful and exciting, but I can't say it was very productive. In today's episode, I want to share five lessons that I have learned from a sprint that didn't go as planned. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators, and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B., is a certified scrum master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. So last month wasn't productive because when the environment around us is uncertain, we tend to shorten our time horizons to stay afloat. We live one day at a time. It makes planning and investing time in long-term projects difficult. You're busy putting out fires. Last month, we had to travel a lot. And as you've probably experienced yourself, when you travel, you can't really stick to your regular routine. I don't know about you, but for me, the daily routine is essential for staying productive. And so what happened? My sprint didn't go as planned. I wasn't able to act on about half the goals and projects I had set for myself. In case you haven't listened to my previous episodes, I use sprint planning. I set nine goals in total for three weeks sprints. Three goals in each of the three areas of my life. Career and growth, health and key relationships, and the quality of life. If you want to learn more, I've done an episode about sprint planning a few weeks ago. I think it's called something like sprint planning for personal productivity. So check it out if you're interested. So there I was with my nine goals written down. And from the very first week of my sprint, outside factors didn't go as planned. And I finished my sprint with about a 60% completion rate on this nine goals for the month. Don't get me wrong, I've done many other things, put out a lot of fires. However, I haven't done much progress on the things I have planned for my sprint. At first, I was a bit disappointed. This is probably the first sprint that went so poorly in terms of completion rate ever since I have started using the monthly method. So I took some time to reflect and see if there are any lessons I can share with you. And I came up with five. Number one, travel does affect your productivity a lot. Travel is the opposite of having a solid daily routine. Travel disrupts all the routines you have set up for yourself. Even though travel brings a lot of positive emotions and experiences, it is very difficult to stick to your usual pace of getting things done. What does it mean for me going forward? It means I should plan for fewer tasks when traveling. Maybe just stick with one goal for each of the three areas of my life, having three goals in total for the month instead of nine if I'm traveling a lot that particular month. Lesson number two, it is still important to take that last week off 
to reflect and recharge even if you didn't have a very productive sprint. It is very tempting to beat ourselves up and say that we don't deserve that break. However, it is important to take the time to reflect and learn some lessons so that you don't repeat your mistakes again. In my opinion, the most important part of the monthly methods I have developed is that last week that you take off. It doesn't mean you don't work. You just don't expect heroic productivity from yourself during that week. You just put everything on maintenance mode. No extra effort is exerted during that week. If you decide to do something related to your long-term goals, great. But if you don't, it's not a big deal. You might not realize it, but it's very tiring for your psyche to be under pressure of wanting to do more all the time. It will lead to burnout. But when you take a week off from the endless pursuit of more, you prevent the burnout. And so in my case, I took a week off as always. Even though I had a list of goals and projects staring at me that I didn't get the chance to finish. But now that I have taken the time off, I am full of mental energy to dedicate to these projects during the next sprint. Lesson number three. Don't let the sprint mean anything about you. Not all the sprints will be a huge success. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you can't do great things in life. It doesn't mean you can't achieve your goals and you should give up. All it means is that you had a sprint that resulted in lower completion rate on your goals compared to some other sprints you've had before. No drama is required. The more you obsess over how unsuccessful you were in getting your sprint goals done, the more overwhelming and scary it becomes to do things going forward. Here's the thing. If you work at a large company that uses agile product development, you will see that even in the corporate settings, no two sprints are the same. And some sprints just don't go as planned. Things do happen. And that doesn't mean that the employees are bad or not talented enough. Not at all. What differentiates Agile or Scrum from other methods is what you do with the sprints that didn't go well. And this brings me to point number four. Embrace the concept of continuous improvement. When you have a sprint that didn't go well, it is a great opportunity to practice the concept of continuous improvement. You should take time to reflect on what went well and what didn't. Under Agile methodology, you do the reflection after each sprint. It doesn't matter if the sprint was successful or unsuccessful. You learn from your wins and your failures. It's called sprint retrospective. I like simplicity in life, so the most simple and elegant way that I have found was to use stop, start, and continue technique. If you've downloaded my free plan your next week using the monthly method guide, you are familiar with this technique. If you haven't seen this guide, I will leave the link in the show notes. In short, after every sprint, you list one item in each of these categories. One thing that you were doing last sprint that you should stop doing. One thing that you were doing and really liked the impact it had on your life, so you want to continue doing it during your next sprint. And one thing you were not doing, but you think you should start doing. So one thing to stop doing, one thing to continue doing, and one thing to start doing. This is a quick sprint retrospective that you can do under 10 minutes. 
You can have more items, but at least have one item in each category. And another reason why I love this approach so much is because it forces us to focus on at least one thing that we did right during the sprint, because we need to list something in the continue category. A lot of people think that the concept of continuous improvement comes from setting new goals all the time. But in my opinion, the process of continuous improvement comes from the ability to reflect on your progress, on your processes, on what you have done up to this point and where it had led you. Even though it is a lot more fun to focus on the new shiny objects, you really need to take some time to reflect on your past and derive some lessons so that you don't make the same mistakes over and over again. Stop, start, continue technique is the simplest and the easiest way to start this practice of reflection. And now the final lesson number five, don't plan for the double load in the next sprint. It is very tempting to just add those tasks or goals that were not completed last month to the next month on top of everything else we have planned for the upcoming month. Don't do it. Stick to three goals in three areas of your life, so nine goals in total. Choose the most important ones. Some of the tasks will not make the cut, and that's okay. It just means that there were three more things that were of higher importance to you. And there is nothing wrong if you choose to focus on the more important things during the next month. Just put these tasks that didn't make the cut to the backlog file. In case you don't know what the backlog file is, check out episode number six. It's called Product Backlog for Personal Productivity. But before you put the project back to your backlog file, ask yourself, Maybe you just need to delete it altogether. Letting go of this project and never coming back to it might be the best thing you can do. It can be very liberating. As I said in my backlog podcast episode, you don't have to act on every idea or project that crosses your mind. That's why we use the backlog to allow for some time to pass between your thoughts and your actions. Because half of our ideas are just not so good. Let's be honest, it doesn't matter who you are, half of your ideas will be bad. And we have to be very selective which ideas and projects we invest our time in. So these are the five lessons I have learned from my March sprint that didn't go as well as I wanted it to go. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, going forward, I will set fewer goals for the sprint if I know I will be traveling a lot during that month. Number two, it is very important to still take a week off at the end of the month. Number three, it is important to not let the sprint mean anything about me. Number four, take this as an opportunity to embrace the concept of continuous improvement. And number five, still plan the usual load for the next sprint. I shouldn't plan for the double load because I haven't accomplished something last month. So I should still have nine goals in three areas of my life. That's it for today. Have a great week, everyone. Please subscribe if you want to get a freshly baked episode delivered to you next Monday. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to ask a question, leave a comment, or share something interesting, please use the link provided in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in the upcoming episodes.